So, like, I've been following God now for 16 years, and probably 14 years ago, so I'd been, you know, following for two years. I know you guys are good at maths, but I'm just saying. So, it was a Saturday morning, I went to the gym, got those muscles happening, went out, you know, that's, that's when I used to go to the gym regularly, but anyway, we, that was a long time ago. But anyway, came out, got in my car, started driving home. But there's a hedge uh, that, that by this big car park, which is outside the pub, and as I was driving, honestly, I just felt like out of the corner of my eye, I, I saw something move, and it looked like it might be a person lying on the ground. So, but you know, like I was hungry. I'm going to have breakfast. So I just kept going. <laughs> I'm driving, and I get to the roundabout that's just up the road, and I, he- I hear the scripture in my, my head. It's like, in, in Matthew, it-, it says, I tell you the truth, when you did it to one of the least of these, my brothers and sisters, you were doing it to me. And what that simply means is, like, you know, when we, the way we treat people and the things that we do for other people, it's like we're doing it to Jesus. So the great things we do for people, it's like we're doing it for Jesus. And the not so great things we're doing for people, it's like we're doing it to Jesus. Eee. So, you know, I get to the roundabout, I'm like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. You know, would I leave Jesus, if that was Jesus, would I leave him lying in, like, if, if there is somebody there? Because I still wasn't sure. So anyway, I turned around, went back, went to the car park, and there was. There's this young guy there, he's about in mid-twenties, and he's got his boardies on and jandals. Oh, our translation... Yeah, that word. I'm not saying it from up here. Did you hear that? Yeah, yeah. Anyway, Jandals, no T-shirt, nothing. He's, he's out. He's like lying there. And uh, his wallet is open and out. And it's a little bit windy like it was this morning. And it's blowing all these $20 notes around in a circle around him. And I'm like, hey, jackpot. No, 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 no. I did not think that. So, but however, I did go. First thing I do, pick up all the money. I've got an accounting background. You've got to look after the finance first. So I, I, I pick the money up and, and, and I get it together and I stick it back in the wallet and I put it underneath him. And then I think, oh, hey, give him a little tap on the shoulder. Nothing. You know, a bit more, you know, hello, hello. Nothing is happening here. I'm like, oh, this guy's had a hard night. So I'm thinking like, maybe I better, better check if he's breathing. So I'm like, is he breathing? You know, I'm not first aid person or anything like that, but I think, He's breathing. He's breathing. That's good. Breathing. So now I'm standing there. Because it's early in the morning. There's no one else around. I'm thinking like, what do I do now? I don't know what to do with this dude. I can't leave him. I don't have my phone. I can't call for help. So I'm, I'm thinking, oh, I know what I will do. I shall put him in my car. <laughs> exactly. I mean, like, you know. So, so I'm, I, I'm like, I mean, remember, he's got no top on, right? But I'm, I'm like... He pull his arm up, and I, I get him. He's sitting up, but he's like, you know, like he's he's really unconscious. But so I put his arm over my head, and I'm like, you know, trying to lift him onto my back. You know, like really, I was kidding myself. I mean, I know I'd been to the gym, but really, was not happening. So he just like flopped down again. Next minute, this other guy comes up, and he's like, like up, and I thought, this has got to be his mate. So so I go. Is this your friend? He's like, yes. I said, what's your name? Because I'd looked in his wallet and I knew what this guy's name was. I thought, I'm not going to have anyone take him. You know, he's got all this money happening here. So, so he tells me what his name is. I thought, it is his friend. That's awesome. Like, so I go, great. What are you guys doing here? And he goes, well, we were at this party just down the road. Then we came to the pub 
and, and I said, got it. I said, how about I drop you back at your car? Not that you should be driving at the moment, I should say, but I could drop you back at the party place. And, and he's like, yeah, that's awesome. Thank you so much. I said, well, let's get your mate in the car. Oh, my gosh. The two of us, 10 minutes. <laughs> you know, and, and him, and he's like, he'll be wobbling and drop him again. So I, poor guy's going to have a headache whether he had one or not, was going to get one or not. But, but anyway, we get him in, shut the door, and then I'm driving him around in the car. I'm like, what's the street? What's the address? He's like, I can't remember. So I'm just driving around like, is that your car? Is that your car? Is that your car? Oh, honestly, after a while I think, I don't know what to do with these guys. Well, I'm taking them home. Because in that part where that scripture is, what you do for the least of these, you do it to them. It talks about giving them uh, like, you know, you gave me water when I was thirsty. You, you gave me food when I was hungry. You clothed me when I was naked. So I'm thinking, right, would you like a drink of, you know, a glass of water, <laughs> juice? Would you like something to eat? So I'm just going through because I have no clue what to do with these two guys. I mean, one of them is still unconscious. And, and, then, and then I go, I thought, well, it says, you know, um, when I was naked, you clothed me. Should I get this guy a T-shirt? Like, but anyway, uh, but anyway, I thought, no. And then I start talking to him, where do you live? I live in you know, down Karamundi way, and I said, should I take you guys? What about I take you home? So then it takes us 10 minutes to get him back in the car again. In the meantime, I'd got my third, like, my son was 13 at the time. He's just, like, looking at me like, what the? <laughs> I mean, I, I made him help me get the guy out of the car because the, the other guy wasn't much help. But anyway, he, <laughs> he was happy to help me put him back in. But, but anyway, we get back to this guy's place. We get out of the car, and then the three of us just fall onto the ground, right as this guy's parents come out the door. They come out the front, and they're looking at us lying on the front lawn. I'm like, hey. <laughs> and they're like, who are you? <laughs> but, but anyway, I say, oh, I found, I found him like lying in a car park, and I didn't really want to leave him there. And then they don't remember where their car is, so I brought him home. And she's, she's just like, the father is like nodding his head. She's like, why would you do that? Why would you do that? And when she asked me that, I'm thinking like, yeah, why would I do that? That's like, because that's so inconvenient. Like, why would I do that? I mean, I was hungry. I haven't even had breakfast myself yet. But why would I do that? I'm thinking, I don't know why I do that. Why I did that? Because, you know, I can make a difference. I can make a difference. You know, all these things were going through my mind. I, I, I can make a difference. I didn't leave that guy lying there. I didn't leave that guy with all his money lying around waiting for something to happen to him. Like, I thought, I can make a difference. That's why I did that. So that's the title of my message today, is I can make a difference. Yeah. So I want you to point at yourself. And you two online, I want you to say, I can make a difference. Some of you aren't pointing. Do it again. <laughs> That's better. Yeah, I can make a difference. I can make a difference. <laughs> yeah, very good, Josh. He's pointing. I can make a difference. Well done. You can make a difference. And you will make a difference to, to people's lives. You, it doesn't have to be big, fancy, pampsy things. It could be the smallest of things. Even sometimes if you gave someone a glass of water. You have no idea what a difference you could make for them. If you smile at someone in the street, you could change the way they feel about themselves. They might feel valued. Little things can make a big difference. You can make a difference. Yeah, yeah, I can make a difference. You know it. You know it. So, uh, like, 
to this morning, we're talking about the dream team. Like, you might not, you think, well, what the heck is the dream team? Like, really, what is that? Well, it's the team that actually made this Sunday happen. As you came in the car park, the A-team actually set all those chairs and the umbrellas up. You might have met someone with a white T-shirt on that welcomed you. That's our host team because they want to make you feel welcome. You came into this nice, clean area with all the seats out and the A-team like put stuff on the seats like the brochures. Then we've got our worship team that, that are here over an hour and a half before the service starts practicing so that when they come out and sing, they're amazing because they are amazing. Let's give our worship team another hand. They're incredible. They're incredible. And then we've got like our sound guys at the back. I mean, if we didn't have them, I mean, they could switch me off right now, but you're not going to do that, right? But, and then the multimedia people that put the things up on the screen. Then we've got our film people that are bringing you all in there, on, you know, online people. So it takes a team. Like we've got teams that are in our uh, creche and kids that are looking after people's children so that you can come in here and watch that. It takes lots and lots of people to make a Sunday happen. The service itself is the services team. So those are just some of our Sunday teams. But I'm going to talk about how you can make a difference right here in church on a Sunday. Yeah. And I'm going to I'm I'm share with you like three things that you grow in when you join the dream team. Yes, you do. The first one is it grows your relationship with God and with people. Yeah, I know. It's very good. Uh, So in Ephesians 2.10, it says, For we are God's workmanship, workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. So God has already prepared things for you to do in advance. Already. He'd already prepared that. So that's why, like, he puts those gifts in in you. He puts the skill in you. He puts stuff in you in advance. So, and you're going to grow. So, like, when I first started at church, which I said, like, was 16 years ago, I came along to church and and, uh, I thought, oh, yeah, it's awesome, except I didn't know anybody. I didn't know anyone for a whole year. I used to come here just when the music's starting, so no one talks to me. Hey, look, I'm, I'm getting a few grins happening right now. And, and then I used to leave immediately after it finished, like, like I, was, I was fast then too, speedy, out the door. Yeah, 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 exactly. So, you know, that was me, and I did that for a whole year. And I started getting this thing like, you know, I did that because my ideas of where I was at the time, and I didn't fit. I, would, I felt like I didn't fit. I felt like I stuck out like a sore thumb. I felt like I was this big sinner <laughs> and that everyone else had it all happening. They had it all happening. I mean, I've learned over time that's not true. But what happens, we're all a work in progress, just at different levels. So I didn't know that, though. I didn't know that. So I would come, I would go. I would come, I would go. And it wasn't until, you know, I was having this big winch, big time to God, like, whoa, that church, and it wasn't this church, that church is so not friendly. Oh, 
that church is so not friendly. And I'm thinking like, yeah, you know, because I've been going for a year and no one's even said anything to me. And, you know, like, not that I'd give them a chance because I come late, go early, but, but that's not the point, right? So, so, I, I, so no one said anything, you know, they're just not friendly. And I, it's like I heard God say to me, you're not friendly. Whoa, that's so not cool. Do you know that God's so not cool sometimes? Like, oh, that was, I was not expecting that. That's how I knew it was God. So I'm thinking like, oh, wow, I'm not friendly? Look, I'm friendly. If you know me, I'm friendly. I, uh, I wasn't before, but I am now. But, but I'm thinking, I am friendly. I'm friendly, God. And so I, I made myself a goal to speak to one new person every Sunday. Because, because I hadn't done that. So I've got to tell you, it was, it was shocking. Because... Like, <laughs> After the service, I was like, oh, my gosh, who am I going to talk to? You know, like, I don't know who to talk to. And I thought, there's a bookshop over there. And you know how sometimes there's areas in the church you can sort of go over and mingle with some people. So that's a good chance. Just like here, you could go over the coffee cart and mingle and chat to someone. Or you can go in the foyer and talk to someone. Or you can go, like, there's areas in there. I thought, I'm going to mingle. So I go over the bookshop, and there's this lady next to me. But I tell you, it was like stabbing myself in the eye with a pen. It was like, it was, it, it was hard. Like, I'm like, this is killing me. Like, I, I don't even, I, I don't even know what to say. And I'm breaking out in a sweat. And I'm like, I'm feeling uncomfortable. And then, then I, then I managed to go, hello. <laughs> anyway, and then, and, and then she turns around, she goes, oh, Hello. Oh, you must be like Nathan's mum. Like, yeah, we live just down the road for you, from you. And she, she totally takes over, starts talking, and she says, why don't we carpool? That's in one, one hello. Sometimes that's all it takes is one hello. You can do it. You can do it. I know that there's people here sitting here right now thinking like, yeah, well, I wasn't thinking this church was friendly either. But, but, oh, 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 oh. But now... You know, you're going to go to an area out there afterwards and you're going to mingle. You're going to go to the coffee cart or you're going to come up to me and go, hello. I'll let you go like that too. <laughs> but, but, but that's what it took. It just took the stepping out. And then after that, after that, after I started to meet a few people, I thought, how am I going to feel like I fit? Because I still didn't quite feel like I fit. You know how you, you just, it's awkward. And then I, I was praying and, I felt God saying, you know, like, you know, you should do something. I'm thinking, well, I don't know what to do. What do I do? I didn't realize that all those people were involved in putting the Sunday together, but I, I was willing. I was willing to do anything, whatever. I don't care. So, so I'm thinking, oh, well, God, you know, I'm going to pray that, like, like, for something to do. That next week, someone come up to me and said, hey, I was just wondering, like, would you join this team? And it was the behind-the-scenes team smart, wise person that was, <laughs> I can tell you right now, behind the scenes. So, so that was flipping sausages, filling up the little communion cups, all that sort of stuff. And oh, I loved it. I'm like, yeah, I'm a sausage flipper from way back. And, and, and I realize that sometimes, you know, when you, like I wasn't used to the environment and it's a great thing to be behind the scenes because it's better to burn a sausage than a person. Oh, oh, yeah, they knew me, they knew me. These people were smart. Like, but anyway, but that, that's why sometimes get involved 
get involved. Let's just get involved. And I felt great. And I met a team. There was a, in our team, there was 10 to 12 people in our team, which was brilliant. And then I went from flipping sausages, and then they said, you know, do you want to serve people tea and coffee? I'm like, yes, come on. Bring it to me. Like, I'm passionate. I'll do anything. I'm like, yes, I want to do it. So I'm serving coffees. And then I had a little bit of an incident, but... Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't think we'll talk. We'll talk about the incident later. I'm, I'm just, yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, the first thing was it grows your relationship with God and with people. So I started to meet people. I started to meet people. Then, number two, it grows you in your gifts and faith. Like Trish Bowman, when she came up here, she talked about how for 10 years she's been serving. She was doing other things. Was it her sweet spot? Was it her gifting? Was it her, her you know, her purpose, first off? I don't think so. But what happens when you just do anything, when you just serve in the house of God, when you just get in and do something, God starts to move you. He starts to stir up your gifts. He starts letting people see them. And leaders will actually see, whoa, whoa, that person's got a gift of hospitality on them. Oh, 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 that person, oh, he's got a, a gift of helping out. Oh, oh, that person there, oh, they're great with people. And the, how is it? But this is what happens. God starts to stir up the gifts in you because he's so good like that. So, so it grows you in faith as well. Like, because when you go to a new area, well, it's new, you know, when you move out of your comfort zone, God actually increases your faith by revealing your new potential. You're going to surprise yourself. Even now, a lot of you that have been serving for a long time, you're going to surprise yourself what God is going to do when you serve. So he grows you in, his relation, in your relationship with God and with people. Then he grows you in your gifts and faith. And then, number three, he grows you in maturity and character. And this is probably where I'll share that story I was going to talk about. So, <laughs> so you know, went from barbecuing sausages then to, um, like, cup of tea, serving cups of tea, and it happened there, the incident. And, and, and you know what? It didn't actually even involve me because this is what happens. When you get on a team, you love your teammates. You back your teammates. You're reliable for your team. You turn up because your team are relying on you. You turn up on time because your team are relying on you. You do whatever it takes because you're part of the team. It's not about me anymore. It's part of the team. And so, so anyway, this lady comes up and my friend there was serving this lady, uh, who'd been in the church for a while. Not this church, though. I just want you to say that because you're going to be thinking, who was that person? Was it her? Was it her? No. No, it wasn't anybody here. Okay? So I'll just put that out there right now. Oh, no. So, so, so she's serving the person, and this lady gets upset because there's no Milo. Someone quieten him down. Like, uh, so anyway, yeah, there's no Milo. So I hear this going on and I'm thinking, well, you, you don't actually don't want to know what I'm thinking. Anyway, so she, she starts like firing up and she's having a go at my teammate. What? Not happening. Not happening on my team because I back my team. So I'm there and I can feel because, you know, what was it? I was growing in... Um, Maturity and character? Yeah, yeah. So anyway, so, but I could feel 
<laughs> I had a few anger issues at that time. I, I could feel my blood boiling. I could feel my face going red. This is a mistake right there. And she keeps on going, and I'm thinking, like, get lost, you know what I mean? Anyway, she goes and sits down, but she doesn't stop there. She starts complaining to who she's sitting with, sitting about where Carrie is, like, just over there. And she's complaining, and she's, and she's pointing at my friend. What the heck? No, that is not happening. So I'm like, I'm over it. I've had enough. So I, I get her attention. Hey. Yeah, that was, you shut your mouth. There was no F word in there at that time. But anyway, but I, I was like, you shut your mouth. And honestly, man, I can look scary when I want to, you know. I was brought up in New Zealand. I'm like, come on, I, I can do the hucker. Like, and so there was like a hucker face happening there. Like, and I was like, you shut. And I could feel, and, and then she looks at me. And she goes, I don't know what she was saying, but I was thinking, I can do one of two things. I can jump over this table and go and slap her. Or, or I can take myself away and go and deal with myself. You'll be happy to hear I went and dealt with myself. Down in the toilets. Come on. And why? Why was that? Because I was growing in maturity and character. Yeah. And that's how, it, see, when you serve, that's what happens though. It grows you in maturity. Because just because you're getting older, you know, every year, there's no guarantee that you're actually growing in maturity or character. <laughs> but serving can do that. Wherever you serve, you start. So then I went, I went, I know, because it's just so exciting, this whole story, right? Uh, like, so I went, I got like promoted again. Like the guy who was chaplain at one of the schools, uh, he said to me, Teresa, you're amazing. Like, you, you know, you're great at, at raising funds. I want to put you on the chaplaincy team. I'm thinking, like, how does he know that? Because I'm not really. But, but I'm like, yeah, okay, I'll do anything because I don't care. I'm passionate. I've got God now. I've got God in my life. Like, it says, you know, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So I'm thinking, like, yep, I'm off to the chaplaincy team. I'm like, yeah, happening. I'm praying for him. I'm thinking, I can't believe that they pay them so small and, you know, they changed the government things. They were getting less money. I thought, I'm, I am passionate about it. I'm thinking, I want to see. I want to make sure he gets paid well because he's touching the lives of children. Anyway, I give like a three-minute little chat and our thing, and then he comes up and he goes, oh, my gosh, Teresa, you're a preacher. I'm like, get out. No flipping way. Like, like, she, he, he, he get, I'm like, nah. And he goes, you know what? You need to do RE. I think it's called RI now. Religious education, it used to be there. You need to do RE. I said, like, what, with kids? <laughs> you know how Trish was talking about, you know what's not your gifting? I mean, I might have kids. Love my kids. They're amazing. But, but really, I, I, I'd never thought about teaching. Yep, yeah, not, yeah. I'm thinking like, I'm like, nah, I don't. Yeah, nah, 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 nah. I don't want to do that. All of a sudden, you know, this passionate person is like, nah, don't want to do that. <laughs> and then, then he's going, no, you'll be amazing. You'll be awesome. I'm like, yeah, oh, I'm not feeling it. Because I said, I said to him, but I used to be like the manager, help, help, help. I wasn't even the manager, but I used to help the manager get the kids ready uh, at my son's T-ball when they were five. And that was another 
experience like that, poking your eye out experience, because they just don't sit still, they don't stay in line, then they poke each other and they pick their nose and put it on the back. You know, it's awful, it's awful. I don't want to do that. So, 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 but anyway, he ends up, honestly, this guy was, a, he was totally anointed from God, that's for sure, because he got me to do it. So he goes, hey, you know what? You don't actually have to be the main person. How about you just come and help me? Like, you come and help me. And I'm like, oh, I could do that. I could help you. I could help you. I thought, okay. So um, I turn up on my first day. All these other people did not show up. He's now got to go do grade six and seven. And he goes, you're going to have to look after grade three yourself. No. Are you kidding? I mean, I wish I'd known that before I got there. <laughs> I would have gone home. But So I go into the classroom. Oh, it was awful. I'm not joking. I think they were demons. But any, anyway, <laughs> they weren't. They weren't. It was obviously what was going on in me because I was, what was I? I was growing in maturity and character. Yes. So I get there and I'm like, oh. You know, I've never been so scared in my life. <laughs> and it was only for one hour, a half an hour with one grade three class, and then you go to the one next door, another grade three class, another half an hour. It was the longest one hour of my life. I am not joking. It was awful. I could see them all glaring at me. You know, it's like, Ugh. I mean, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so I, it was awful. I was breaking out in the sweat. I'm not joking. I went out, and I'm not a, like a sweaty kind of person. You know, I had deodorant on and everything. I, my armpits soaked. I was just like, I was like, it was awful. I, I had to call into the bottle shop on the way home. No, no. <laughs> I mean, that was a long time ago too. That was like 14 years ago. So I was thinking like, and then I'm going, oh, I can't do this anymore. I can't do this. You know, this is not my gifting. This is... And, and he said, it is. Like, seriously, he was a great leader. He said, Teresa, it is. He says, you're a preacher, and you're going to learn from this. I'm like, oh, wow, this sucks big time. So, so I um, had committed for a year, so I thought I'm going to do it for a year. So if I can just have, um, I think it's picture number two, number two. So this was my, like, my, my dream page, I guess, when, in 2008, so, and, and that one was just particularly on serving, because I know that I was called to serve. When you come to Jesus, Jesus himself, he says, you know, I did not come to be served, but to serve. So I knew I'm here to serve. So I had this page, I thought, like, help me. See these little kids down there? They're from that school. It's okay to show their faces because they're like 14 years older. So, so, but I put that there because I used to pray like, God, help me to touch those children. Help me to make a difference. I can make a difference in their lives. I can do that. And, and I mean, those other things, like I went on a, up, up there, I was actually in Thailand. I think I'm in the center with the orange, but those are all kids around me. Like, you know, God, help me to touch these kids. So I, I prayed into this sort of thing to help me get through it so that it wasn't an eye-poking experience. So, and do you see there, like, the gift, open it? Like, because I believed what he said to me. I didn't want to believe it, but I thought, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take what my leader says because he knows I have no clue, and I'm just going to pray. I'm going to work at it. I'm going to just work out. You can take the photo down now. But I want to tell you, it, I stuck that out for a year, but it taught me so much. Number one, it taught me to grow. 
and maturity and character because like, oh, they were horrible, some of these kids. They were fighting each other. And I went to grab one of the kids' hands and he turned around and he goes, you can't touch me. I was thinking, yeah, I feel like slapping you, but I'm not, I'm not. But, I, but I didn't. But I didn't because I've grown in character and maturity. So, so when that happened, like, it, it was an incredible thing because, you know, when you do the mundane or you do stuff that you don't like day by day, you don't actually see it growing you. You don't actually see it, like, making a difference. At, but by the end of that year, I was a different person because it taught me, gosh, grade three kids, I had to be on my toes. I had to be thinking. I had to be so prepared. I had to have like some music here. I'm going to get them doing the plays. I'm going to get those naughty kids involved in the play so they don't play up anymore. Like, so it makes you think about things. It makes you prepare and get things ready because it grew me in maturity and character. So good. I love it. I love it. And, and today, like, we know God wants us to serve. And you might be here today and, and you're not serving on a team. We want, we want everyone to be on a Sunday team, a team that makes this happen. And there's so many different things that you can do. But I'm just saying, just serve. Just serve. God's got a plan for you. He'll build that passion in you. I became so passionate. But it's not just passionate to serve. I'm passionate about God. And because I'm passionate about God, I want to serve. I want to, I'll do whatever, even now. I mean, one of my favorite things was giving out communion. You know, like, bless you, bless you. I used to feel so holy after that. <laughs> because I hadn't grown in uh, character and maturity yet. But, but there are so many things that you can do in the church. And it doesn't matter what it is. Just get serving. Get serving. And after the service today, we've got a, uh, like a, like a dream team expo that you can go and ask questions to everyone after that. But, but right now, like, I want to pray for you. If you. Just close your eyes. I really feel that this message has been speaking to people. Whether you're serving or not serving, you know that there is more. You know that God's got something else. He's stirring up your spirit. He's stirring up your gifts. He's stirring you up. Like, come on. So, so if that's you today and you think, like, I, you know, I want to commit. I want to commit to serving on a Sunday. I want to just get on a team. I, I don't know. Like, even if you're on a team now, I just want you to raise your hand because I just want, I want to pray for you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Hands all over the place. Thank you, Lord. I thank you, Father, that you see every hand and you smile. I thank you, Lord, just as you did not come to be served, but to serve, they have come to serve. I just thank you, Father, that you've stirred up that gifting in them, that you're growing them in, in the relationship with you and with other people, that you're growing them, Father, in their gifts and faith, that you're growing them in maturity and character. And I thank you, Lord, that you've got a plan and a purpose for each person and that you're going to walk them a step closer, a step closer, a step closer, a step closer. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, amen, amen. You can open your eyes. You might be here today and you actually haven't invited God into your life. You don't have a relationship with him yet. And man, I want to make sure you've got the opportunity to do that. You've seen what my life was before. This is the God that came into my life and just changed it for the better. I was an angry little control freak 16 years ago. But God grew me. It took time because <laughs> I was a work in progress. Still am. Still am. But he, he started to show me things and, 
and he wants the same for you. I came along to a church and I heard a message about a God that loved me, a God that wanted a fresh start for me, a God that could bring joy into my life. And, you know, I responded to that message by raising my hand. I thought, you know, I want that. I want a fresh start. I want peace. I want joy in my life. And so when he prayed for me, I felt an overwhelming sense of peace in my life that I still can't even explain now. But it's changed me. It's like he came into me and like his Holy Spirit, his spirit came into my spirit and brought it to life. Walked alongside me, guided me, and it's just changed me. There's a joy on the inside of me that it doesn't actually even matter what is going on around me. But this joy just bubbles up and spills out into every area of my life. And I'm excited about that because I know that God is with me and he's for me. And he's with you and he's for you as well. So I want to give you that opportunity. If I can just ask for every person to just close your eyes and bow your heads right now. I want to give you that opportunity to invite a God that loves you. A God that wants to give you a fresh start. A God that wants to bring joy into your life. You might be here and you've never had a relationship with God, but today you can feel your heart beating. You know you want to have a relationship with him. Very soon, I'm going to ask you to respond by raising your hand. Or you may have at one time had a relationship with God, walked away due to the busyness of life or whatever. doesn't matter. But today you want to reconnect to a real God who loves you. Or you might have been coming for some time, but you know that you have not made a 100% commitment to God. And you want to get right with God. And the only way to do that is by inviting Jesus into your life. You want to be certain that you're going to heaven. So if you're any one of those three things, either you uh, don't have a relationship with God, but you want one, you want to reconnect to God, or you want to be certain that you're going to heaven. Right now, I'm just going to ask you to pop your hand up because I want to pray with you while you're in your seat. Just now, if you can pop your hand up. Thank you. I see your hand down here, two hands down here in the front on, the, on my right. Who else is there today that wants to have a relationship with God, a God that loves you, that wants to get into your life, that wants to lead you into your purpose? Who else is there today? Thank you. See your hand down the back there. Who else wants to join these three people that have put their hands up? I know that there's, there's at least one person, and I think it's the story about not feeling like you fit. Who is that? Who is that person? I want to talk to you afterwards. Like, you fit. God's made you fit perfectly. Is there anyone else that wants to have a relationship with God? Come on, I, I still feel that one person. He loves you. He, he's with you. He wants to come in and take burdens off you. Thank you. I saw your hand out there down the back. Awesome. Anyone else? Just before we pray, I don't want you to miss this prayer. I don't want you to go home and say, I should have prayed that prayer. I had to pray that prayer to invite Jesus into your life. I'm looking just quickly now over to my left in the center and over to the right. Awesome. Great. All right, we're going to say a prayer together. Those that have raised their hands, you can put them down now. Thank you. Those that raise their hands like, I'm going to say a prayer, and uh, when I say it, everybody in the room is going to repeat after, after me. So I want you to say it from your heart. Okay? Dear Lord Jesus, 
I come to you today and I invite you into my heart. Thank you that you love me, that you died on a cross for me and my sin. I'm turning to you to follow you. I renounce the devil and all his ways. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Show me how to live. I thank you that today I am forgiven. I am set free and I'm going to heaven in Jesus' name. I'm just going to pray for those that put their hands up. Thank you, Father. I thank you, Father, for those that have invited Jesus into their hearts, Lord. I just thank you, Father, that you see them and you smile, that you see them and you're so happy for them. I just thank you, Lord, that you know what's going on in the inside of them. I see healing coming. I see your healing coming. I see faith coming. Release it. Release it. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, let's give these people a hand. Thank you, God. He's so good. And he does. He loves you. After the service, someone is going to come and meet with you. They just want to give you a gift, a Bible. They want to say hello. They want to, like, they want to make sure that you fit because yeah. you do fit. You do fit. So thank you very much, everyone. I hand it back to you, Josh.